Hey folks, welcome to Texas. I'm Bill Landis. That's Jeremy Birmingham. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast daily to get your Tuesday started. Uh, we are in Irving, Irving, Texas, at the site of the uh, media headquarters here for the Cotton Bowl, Ohio State playing Missouri later on this week at AT&T Stadium, which is, I don't know, 20 or so minutes from here, Berm. It's a, it's a different kind of setup for us here. We're, we're used to Ohio State and whoever it's playing coming to us for bowl media availabilities. This week we'll be going to them, so we'll be out at AT&T Stadium a couple times this week for open practices, for interviews with Ohio State's offense and defense, for interviews with Ryan Day and Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach of Missouri, uh, on Thursday. Uh, but we're here. It's finally here at Cotton Bowl Week, Berm. What is on your mind, I guess, as we are now on the ground here in Texas? Last year and throughout like the last couple of years, the Ohio State media team has always dropped these little tidbits of information in photographs of who they are. You know, remember last year or the Rose Bowl a couple of years ago, um, they dropped a bunch of pictures of Chris Olave through yes. the week and then he didn't play. Um, we haven't seen any photos of Marvin Harrison yet. Um, we have he seen was Trayvon in a, Marvin was in a either a still or a video like getting off the bus. Right, but he's here, not like practice right. practice photos. Right, where we did see like Travion Henderson in full pads yeah. and other stuff like that. So, I mean, ultimately, this week is about the Ohio State Buckeye football team washing the bad taste of the last game out of their mouths. And so, the thing I'm really most looking forward to or trying to gauge is how dialed in these guys are because it's this is not a game that ohio state is looking at is like a we made it we're in the cotton bowl let's celebrate yeah. this is a we need to fix things and make sure that this season ends on a positive note um and, and i think that's what has motivated a lot of the discussion and a lot of the decisions that have been made over the last three weeks about who's playing and who's returning and, and all that stuff and nobody's announced anything beyond friday's game and um i, I don't know that Decisions will change based on the outcomes of Friday's game. But uh, to me, it's about, you know, are those guys who are coming back for this game that maybe could have opted out, are they are they ready to commit to the 2024 Ohio State Buckeyes? And I, I don't know if we're going to get those answers, but I think you need to get them soon because Ohio State, I mean, we're coming off of National Signing Day and, um, you know, they're they're in that roster purgatory and there, there needs to be some answers. So later on on Tuesday, we, we, we might have an opportunity for that. So it's the defense interview day for Ohio State on Tuesday. So it's coordinator Jim Knowles, uh, linebacker Steel Chambers will be talking. You guys can walk through. Feel free. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I was going to You're totally okay. okay. We're, we're standing. Right. We decided to sit here. Yeah. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Jim Knowles will be talking, uh, linebacker Steel Chambers, cornerback uh, Denzel Burke, defensive tackle Tyleek Williams, defensive end Jack Sawyer. I think that's everyone. Did I say Ty Hamilton? Yeah. Ty Hamilton as well. Um, so like those, that's a good crop of guys that we are expecting those those kind of answers from. So I, I don't know that I'm on alert for getting definitive yes or no on coming back in 2024. Austin and I talked about this last week. Like I don't, I don't know that all of these guys deciding to play. And at the moment, I think that the handful that we're still uncertain about are, are Mike Hall, JT Tuimolowau, Travion Henderson, Henderson, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, but everyone else has said they're playing. Basically, anyone else you think is on the fence has said they're playing. I don't think it's an automatic indication that they're back for next year. I thought some of the guys when they talked a few weeks ago, like Jordan Hancock, for instance, I thought was was like hinting that he was perhaps leaning towards staying. But I also think things can happen in this game that might push somebody to to the NFL. So I think it's very possible, and, and certainly I think understandable that a lot of these guys we're talking about maybe have not made up their mind just yet. But, yeah. you know, we might – Ryan Day said they were going to have a team meeting 
and they landed here on the 23rd um, to talk about some of that stuff. There's not been any announcements since then. Maybe some of that stuff will start to come out here in the next day or two. Um, well, because they can't hide it. Yeah, well, we're, eventually we're going to go practice. We're going to be at practice in uh, yeah. four hours from right. now. Um, when this runs on Tuesday morning at 5 a.m., we're going to be at practice and watching and seeing who's out there in full yes. pads and who's out there participating. So the big questions about, you know, and again, I don't think anyone fully or reasonably expects Marvin Harrison to play. Um, if he does, kudos to him. And I, I think he should be celebrated like crazy if he does. But if he doesn't, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, the the bigger question to me is JT2 Malowal because we have heard for a while that like it may be that he's leaning toward returning. And if, if we can't put any stock into the decisions to play this week, go ahead. Um, then can you put any stock into people not announcing? Feel free to watch your step there. Um, you know, the fact that he hasn't done that is a little bit, I don't want to say concerning, but it is informative, I think, in some way, because Trayvon Henderson has at least come out and said, I have not made up my mind. Yes. Um, so you, you're getting some sort of you know, call to action or response from him. But there's been nothing from JT2 Maloa, which is kind of confusing, only in that we've all heard that there's a good chance he's leaning towards returning. He's the first guy I'm hopefully get eyeballs on when we get to practice at AT&T Stadium later on on Tuesday morning. Because, you know, like you said, I'm not expecting to see Marvin. We know Trevion's practicing. Whether or not that means he's actually going to play, you know, is, is yet to get to be um, learned. And I don't know. We don't. I don't think we know just yet who's going to talk on the offensive interview day. So. Obviously, if Trevion's doing interviews, that's probably a pretty good indication. But he also doesn't like doing interviews, yeah. so I wouldn't take that as an indication one way or the other necessarily. But yeah, JT is the is the guy that I'm going to try to immediately locate when we get out there in the practice field. It's just a 15 minute window. I don't know. You know, typically we don't see a whole lot when they do these things. We'll see some stretching probably. I know, like last year, you guys got to watch actually like Devin Brown throw the ball around a little bit and was kind of eye opening um, when that happened down at the Peach Bowl. So well, they gave us like an hour last year. Oh, it was more than 50. Yeah. Maybe we'll, well, the, the thing, the weird thing, it's, again, inside baseball, the thing that's weird about the immediate availabilities here is, like I said, typically they bring coaches and players to wherever the media hotel is. Now we are going to the stadium, but we're going to watch the first 15 minutes of practice and then interviews were after practice. So we're just going to be at the stadium for like three hours, kind of doing nothing, I guess. I, I, yeah, so, I don't know how they keep you from seeing what happens. Yeah, so maybe we'll get the We're going to be ushered into a room and be like, don't you leave this room. Yeah. I, I don't know how they're doing that. Um, so we'll see. But what, what uh, I don't know, depending on what that window looks like, what what do you look for on a day like an open bowl, bowl I mean, practice? It depends on what Ohio State shows us. Because yeah. obviously we've seen the, the program, again, uh, because it is this time of year, everything sort of rides on what the program is putting out, but we've seen what feels like a concerted effort to really put Devin Brown in mm -hmm. the forefront over the last week or so. Um, we saw the NIL stuff on, on social media on Christmas Day, him giving out uh, headphones to the team. Yep. Like, I, I want to see him throw the ball. I, I'm a big believer that Devin Brown is the type of player who, knowing that he has the vote of confidence from Ryan Day, knowing that this is his job to lose at this point, and it undoubtedly is, I think that he's the type of player that responds to that very, very well uh, and and will lean into it. So I want to see him go out there and rip the football around the field. And I don't know if we're going to see that because generally when we get these 15-minute windows, as you said, we get stretching, we get special teams, we get punt, yeah. and that's it. Um, but you know, it was, I think, informative and 
intentional for Ohio State to put Devin Brown in the in the spotlight over these last few days. Um, you could see, you know, that being that's that's what the game's about. I mean, this game is about the future of Ohio State football and what happens at quarterback will ultimately decide that. I think. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to maybe see what what it looks like when it's like kind of Devin's team too, right? I, again, maybe there won't be tremendous opportunities for that, but it, I'm not surprised to hear like probably more than anything else about Devin Brown since he kind of took over here is his leadership qualities, how much guys are just sort of like naturally drawn to him. And it's all stuff we heard about him when they were doing the quarterback competition in the first place. And and, in fact, like, I don't, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that that was probably a notch in Devin's favor when compared to to Kyle McCord, not that, not that Devin's a better leader per se, but just like a different kind of leader. Like it's more kind of wear it on your sleeves kind of thing than, than Kyle was. And And I think that Ryan Day liked that. It was about you know, consistency on the field, I think, ultimately, that, that led him to the decision that he made about who was going to play um, in the games. But now there's no worry for that. So now Devin gets to kind of use that leadership, quali- those leadership qualities on the field and, and see if that can't galvanize the team around him. I'm curious what, like, the receiver stuff looks like when we get out there. If You know, assuming Marvin is not a part of practice or is a later participant in practice, like, this should be an opportunity for Carnell Tate and perhaps Brandon Innes to step up. Um, I'm kind of interested to see where Xavier Johnson is because if he's – Maybe at running back, maybe that's a, a tell that they're not expecting Trevion to play or play a whole lot. Um, and even if Trevion does play, I still think probably you need to put Xavier at running back more because you only have two scholarship running backs with you here in here in Dallas if you are Ohio State. So if, if Xavier Johnson is more running back than even with Emeka Abuka, I think that can be more receiver stuff for, for a kid like a Brandon Innes. So there's some moving parts there on the offense that I think we're going to want to get our eyes on to try to figure out how it's all coming together. Not that we'll have the full picture, obviously, until the game on Friday night, but this is Tuesday morning will be the first kind of step towards figuring out how Ohio State's going to attack this. It's the first time we've seen Ohio State practice since August uh, yeah. in, in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, one of the things I, I commented about in the early part of the season, and I've had this sort of running concern, is that there isn't a vocal leader on this team. And so I think the the presence of someone like Devin Brown doing it his way may be that much more important for Ohio State because the the leadership group on this team has been the quiet guys and maybe you don't always need that rah rah guy but I think you need one of them at least yeah you need somebody so. to take yeah. that role yeah um, I, I'm also you know again we it's been the Christmas weekend everyone's seen all this stuff flying around there was a very interesting podcast <laughs> that included Carson Hinsman back home in Wisconsin um, I believe it was on Friday and. He was since deleted. Since deleted, <laughs> he was openly discussing a lot of things that you know. Uh, generally speaking, you don't hear the players talk about in, in an open forum. One of the things he said was that he thinks Matthew Jones may take some reps at center in this game to prepare Matthew Jones for the NFL Senior Bowl. And Bill, is that the dumbest thing we've ever heard, or is it a sign that maybe <clears throat> the job for center is open? next spring and this is the polite way of saying it yeah i mean what's more beneficial for ohio state preparing matthew jones to play for a team that's not ohio state next year or to keep preparing carson hinsman to be this team's center of the future i think it's the latter so um we had heard a little bit about that like that that maybe matthew jones is playing some center and perhaps carson hinsman was even doing a little bit of guard work so there's going to be some moving pieces i think on, on that offensive line um which like but that's not one where you think of like no it, I listen it's a, it's a move that I was very much in favor of like mid season yeah um, to do it now I think would be a little frustrating I think look it's great for Matthew Jones if he can get that film out there um, but it would be odd yes yeah. and it would maybe fly in the face a little bit of 
treating this like a real game if you're if you're getting that drastic with moving guys around for, yeah, for that purpose. Just for <laughs> senior bowl practice is is bizarre to me. But again, yeah. I, I do wonder if it signals that the Josh Padilla Carson Hinsman battle for spring is is wide open. Yeah. Which I would I, I don't think anyone would have thought heading, you know, you look at this year and you look at all the parts that come back next year that are that are for sure. And you think, hey, should have four offensive linemen returning starters. And now you're going, well, maybe we'll just uh, take, take the apex again and blow it up. Yeah, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe you think Carson Hisson's better off at guard because um, there's going to be an open – we know there's going to be an open guard spot with Matthew Jones going off to the NFL. So they're going to have to do something up there. I don't, this is not the route I would have guessed if that's ultimately how it ends up playing out. But um, I don't know. I guess on, on, one, on the other hand, I would be excited to watch Matthew Jones play some center. I think Matthew Jones is really good and, like, underappreciated for how good he is because he just plays, like, an uh, unglamorous position that people don't pay a lot of attention to. So maybe that'll put him in a little bit more of a spotlight. Uh, anything else on your mind, Brian, before we wrap this episode up? Um, I, I, we don't expect to see Tommy Eichenberg play this week, I don't yeah. think. Um, Cody Simon naturally will fit in there. I, I've really, and I, I know I'm a broken record, and I know maybe it sounds like I'm pandering, but if you're playing Matthew Jones center in this game, you're <laughs> telling me that, you're you're willing to do some things to experiment, and to me that means CJ Hicks has to play a lot of reps in place of Steel Chambers in this game and see what he can do. Yeah, Missouri has, and I understand the rational not to because Missouri runs the ball very well and it's their bread and butter and that's what they want to do and it's physical. Maybe CJ's not as ready for that as, as Steel would be or as, as experienced in that situation. But I don't care. Uh, I want to see CJ Hicks and I, I want to see him playing next to Cody Simon for a lot of reps in this game. And so how he's put out in practice, if we get the chance, again, big asterisk, if we get a chance to see that portion of, of practice in any way, like I want to know where he's at because that clock is ticking and it's time to, to see what those younger linebackers can do. Because yeah. here we are, it's the 26th of December. The transfer portal closes in a week and Ohio State hasn't added anybody yet. So I know you have another window, but the idea was pretty clear that you needed to add a linebacker in this uh, portal window. I mean, they thought they did. They did. Then they hosted one for a visit. They didn't get them. We are so Jim Knowles in May, way back in May, said that at some point this year you will see CJ Hick unleashed. So, Hicks unleashed. They got one game left. Yeah. To do it. Is it time to? It's it's the uh, Greg Schiano. Is it? Is it time is it to talk time? about Tennessee? It, I mean, I'm gonna. I want to ask Jim Knowles that. Like, yeah. if part one, you said this, it didn't happen. Why didn't it happen? So they're like, what's next for CJ? Whether that's a linebacker or like rush end, as we theorize about him too. Maybe like if, if JT doesn't play in this game, which again, we don't know at this point, maybe that's an opportunity to try some different stuff out um, up on the defensive line. We'll see. There's a lot to get into um, on Tuesday and then throughout the week here. So interviews Tuesday, interviews Wednesday, interviews Thursday, game on Friday. We'll be back with dailies yeah, uh, we'll every day, snap judgments. Daily snap judgments after practice availability. Uh, probably not after, right after practice. So it'll probably be after the interview session, so around 2 o'clock um, Central Time, so around 3 o'clock Eastern Time. We do think maybe we're going to try to do something with the Roosters Bowl winners here in Dallas, uh, maybe Thursday. But other than that, snap judgments, the dailies, um, you know, normal stuff. Austin will be arriving here in Dallas uh, in about an hour and a half. And uh, then it's, you know, back to normal. Yep. So uh, looking forward to bringing you a week of coverage here from Dallas uh, until uh, we talk to you guys later on Tuesday. That's Burnham Bill. Thanks for watching.